Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Best competitive reality show. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Ladies and gentlemen, we did it. What did we do? We are here with... <laughs> you know what, then? In that case, we're I'll stop you right there. Yeah. Hey, everybody. You did it, too. Yeah. Congratulations. You're here with us. Yeah. Also here with us is the sweet baby brother of the McElroy clan, Griffin McElroy. Hi, Griffin. You've done it. You've caught them all. That's yes. Right. Traitors. We've- uh, you, here's your certificate, and you're going to oh. go up in the Hall of Fame. I'm trying to – I do not think there's another – maybe Jordan Jesse Go actually has had all of us on at some point. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the boss. And you know me. Like, I don't guess for anything less than 10 Gs. So uh, Sure. I don't get out of bed for less than five. So just like go ahead and um, <laughs> PayPal, I guess. Or do you guys use yep. Venmo? Uh, yeah. you, you know what? We just send it by carrier pigeon. How, it's it's I, pennies. I don't know what a G is. Which What does that stand for? Mm, it stands for, never mind. It stands okay. for graham cracker. I, yeah. Oh, 10 graham yeah, crackers. Me 10 graham crackers and I. Uh, <laughs> That's weird because Travis had to send him 10 marshmallows. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. So and then your dad had to send him 10 Hershey bars. It's a whole skit. It's we the like family smore. Yeah, together. Justin wanted fire. Do you guys hate the now word skit? Yes. Um, I use it only exclusively as a joke. I would yeah. never say that I'm performing or writing a skit. Yeah, uh, does, you, does your, fam- uh, your family is all cool and in the know. I have so many people in my family call it skit comedy. Mm-hmm. Oof, yikes. Yeah, rough. That's, that's no good. No. I have an aunt who for years has told me whenever I see her, like, you should be on SNL because oh they're not God. funny. And I go, oh, great. Are you casting? Yeah. Do you, like, just know? <laughs> I don't think she's ever actually seen an episode of the show. Because no. they're she, not funny. Yeah. Well, how do you know they're not funny? Oh, I don't know. I stopped watching I don't know. 76. Because you're not on it, honey. There you go. <laughs> Give him a call. You could That's be like, the new Chevy. Yeah. I'm the new Chevy. <laughs> Can't wait to alienate everybody. Chevy uh, Chase. Good old Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. Uh, well, you chose a a topic shows oh that that <laughs> makes I was sense. Let that slide. Mm, too bad it already uh, happened. Yeah, the list of topics is buck wild, and I guess most of them are submitted from your listeners. Yes, like, yes, they are. There were a lot on. I was tempted to. I believe you had Sega versus Nintendo on there, but that yes. was in a three minute long episode. <laughs> like, anybody who would say Sega in that is like on some hipster stuff or that or that's <laughs> yeah. all they had no hang on a second <laughs> no, okay please. we can't make this that episode <laughs> I'm just saying, i grew up on a nintendo nes mm. and then my subsequent system was a sega genesis mm-hmm. and then a sega cd you know what i'm realizing i have no leg to stand on yeah, yeah. oh the sega cd what a rich t- i'm <laughs> mcelroy for that one justin has yeah. a weird sega cd <laughs> fetish <laughs> really public that is he he owns every like uh FMV Sega CD game. It's really? Like dark Passion. Um, <laughs> How many are there? Oh my god, there's so many, because that's like what Sega CD 
like uh like made its name by is we can do full motion video we can do actual video of actual people that's the so thing made night trap and double switch and mad dog mccree and uh wirehead and uh just like tons of these fmv games and justin's obsessed with the acting in them so he owns all of them oh so, man <laughs> for the sega cd versus i don't know playstation <laughs> versus, versus, uh, uh, the sega yeah. cd games were that if you like if you like full motion video but you only like it in 320 by 240 resolution <laughs> Well, yeah. I can play those games on my Apple Watch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, and great performance. I remember watching – there was some murder – I don't know which murder mystery game it was. I assume there were multiple. There were but a few. It was like a community theater, but all the people mm-hmm. who didn't get cast was like, we should do our own thing. Yeah. And let's film it. I know that Jim has a camera. Yeah, yeah. and I have the rights to Ellery Queen. Why don't we use that detective that no one's ever heard of? <laughs> Let, oh all right, God. let's move away from yes, from the acting to to reality because because you chose best reality competition show. Yes, it makes sense. You mm-hmm. you co-hosted Rose Buddies with your wife Rachel. I did. Yes, I used to professionally talk about reality television program. That was our, our show where we would recap um, Bachelor and Bachelorette and all the sort of side offshoots. Bachelor in Paradise mm-hmm. uh, weren't around when they were doing Bachelor Winter Games. Uh, unfortunately, but yes, we walked away from that like two years ago because the show got just so nasty and bad and we didn't really yeah. enjoy it anymore. And so, yeah. um, but while we were doing that, the show, also, your show got nasty and bad or yeah, the bachelor we were, and bachelorette we, got nasty and bad. Oh, that shows just all saints, all, all, <laughs> <small>. <laughs> no, um, but while we were doing that show, like during the off season, we had a time to watch like a bunch of different reality uh, shows typically like romance involved like uh, based reality shows of which there mm-hmm. are infinity and so uh and also like i've been watching reality tv since basically its inception and still do and adore it so i feel i feel very uh comfortable deciding what the very best one is with you two gentlemen what do you love about it um i I, I, there's, it's tough to say, right? Because it's a inherently, when you think of like reality television, there's a certain trashiness to it that uh, you 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 just cannot escape from. When when really it should be, I, I you consider it a genre, right? When I'm thinking about this this list that we have here, I'm thinking about mm-hmm. the the genre of reality television, but really mm-hmm. it's more of its own like medium. It's its own. St- Style. It's its own tone more than it is a genre because there's a lot yeah, of different genres that can live inside of reality television. It feels like saying that your favorite kind of music is cassette. Yes, exactly. It's it is, uh, or it's like saying that your favorite type of music is live recordings instead right. of uh, studio albums, right? Yeah. And that's yeah. really the distinction because the uh, you know the 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 Real Housewives show or like a lot of those Bravo shows don't really have anything to do with. Uh, you know, Amazing Race or American Idol, like mm-hmm. it, they are so distinct from each other. And so like the reality shows that I am drawn to are and this is it's going to sound so like crappy, but there's like no way around this this universal truth. Like the reality shows that I like are the ones that are the real like the ones where it f- still feels like real people doing stuff. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Which does for me does not describe uh, like 85 percent maybe that's being a very generous number uh percent of of reality television program meaning meaning like uh the, the ones that are just based on a personality like following around the housewives based on a personality or ones where the the everybody involved in it or even like more than 
the average number of people on it are mm. in some way performing, in some way being characters because it's not it's not i'm I'm not just knocking the real housewives show like that's not my cup of tea but like right is go go with god but like even master chef which i used to watch with my wife like mm-hmm. and master chef jr like uh that we we watched that show as well master chef jr top contender for me well it, it, the sh- that show for me we, we used to watch it used to love it don't really watch it anymore because every kid it felt like was trying to uh audition for <laughs> like the 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 child in the sequel to jerry Maguire. like everyone yeah. was like look how precocious i can be but they have agents now there is a, there are agencies for kid yes. chefs and there are like kid chef uh like uh stage moms and dads right and that's like i understand that that is mm-hmm. part and parcel with a lot of how the the sausage gets made on mm-hmm. on these shows and you some of these shows like you just kind of have to turn a blind eye to it and not uh it, you know just let it slide and try to enjoy the show for what it is but like i have found that my tolerance for that is now zero and that is honestly one of the major reasons why we bounced off of the the bachelor franchise so hard is because it, it became a lot of that and that is not fun to talk about and recap uh mm-hmm. as well as the other sort of uh just gross things that happen on that show yeah the, the, the icky the icky sort of ecosystem of reality television is the idea that that regular people uh become famous so they're being exploited by by whatever mm-hmm. production for for some reason and then the people who come on the show are not coerced they come right, on right. knowing now they can become like instagram influencers or or youtubers and it feels like like that's new but i, I mean the original real world oh, you had God, eric i hate niece, the word influencer you had eric niece ho- hosting the grind oh you don't like that you no. don't want to put hashtag ad in all oh. your posts influencer and uh, content are two words <laughs> that make me want to jump out and a window while we were doing the rose buddies we were following a lot of former bachelor bachelorette contestants mm-hmm. and all of them i mean that show has become an audition for becoming an influencer and selling mm-hmm. what like tummy tea and like all that garbage that's not <laughs> real and probably yeah. poison uh <laughs> and like every single person every single one of them is 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 on that the dichotomy that i usually put down and maybe it's unfair but i don't think it is i think it's actually an extremely fair comparison of like the different kinds of reality shows there are is master chef or top chef because top chef for me oh, I, yeah. I do i do not get that like there is that show is not built for these big personalities to which is weird right because so mm-hmm. many other bravo shows are yeah it's just like really talented chefs doing their thing at the highest possible level and master chef like i'm not saying the food they cook is bad but like there is so much artifice and so much performance on that right. show that well the whole point of master chef is that they are not chef they they only call them home cooks which I think that distinction only exists so that it can also be like, we're home cooks, but also all of us are very active in our local community theater programs. And we're, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. I've seen more than one Tevya cook a brisket on that show. Yeah. It's, it's, there's, yeah. So that's, it's hard not to sound snooty when I talk about stuff like that, but mm. it's, it is not a, uh, the real reality shows is the real art. For me, it is just like, I can't, like, it makes me, uncomfortable to watch a non-professional performer perform under the guise of we're doing something else in this reality show yes i see that never bothered me as as long as there is some sort of a competition happening like a legit competition which is why i'm i am i was first of all i was so glad when you picked this topic and i saw the word competition Mm -hmm. in it because 
I have railed against most reality TV since it's in, since for as long as you have been watching most reality TV. Right. I think The Bachelor is hot garbage. I think uh, it is populated by um, it is it is it is hot idiots uh, getting drunk and acting like jerks. They just ply them with alcohol before every episode. They do. Maybe it's unfair to call them all idiots because a lot of them are angling for careers in television, which a lot of them do get. Sure. And the, what's in the worst the, possible way. Sorry, I have no love for that show. Some of them also get married and have kids, which is like, that's beautiful. That I will like, say my, my brother is friends with a couple, uh, who were a bachelor. I think they were the bachelorette and they won. I gotta know. Well, we'll talk about it after. You don't have to put them on blast. I'm very curious, though. All right. So I, this is how I think we can approach this. Uh, I think we're uh, what we talked about before was we'll each pick three finalists. But before that, rather than go through uh, all, all what, 75 of these shows, sorry, 79 shows that our researcher Kate McManus compiled along with a couple extras a from couple you, Griffin, extras. which I want to talk about. There's some insanity on this list. <laughs> I, we're, we're not going to mention every single competitive reality show, so if you're listening, uh, feel free to feel free to tweet your favorites and feel good that, that they got mentioned that way. It's important, the distinction that we're talking about competitive reality shows, because if we weren't, my winner would be Terrace House with a bullet. I don't know if you, y'all have ever watched that one. Is it is, Terrace House? Oh my god, you don't know about Terrace House? It's not a competition. No. It's a it's a uh, Japanese reality show. It's basically Japanese real world. Three three uh guys and and three women live in a just a really nice house together in Japan and nothing happens. And it is so <laughs> good. It is it is I'm I'm a, I'm drawn to uh our showrunner for the Mabim Bam show is uh, a guy named JD Amato mm-hmm. uh who I love talking to about reality television uh cuz we're very much on the same wavelength and he describes certain reality shows as like the kind that we like as quiet like it's a quiet reality show and it's that is such a polar opposite from from so many it's all on netflix they've done like a bunch of seasons and it's just got these chill vibes that i i really dig but it's not competitive at all unless you consider like vying for the you know affection of your housemates to real world i don't think is competitive so i don't think that makes the list right no Um, it would not how Uh, internet how internet i saw eurovision in here which we need to unpack that like because we need to talk about what is a, rea- a reality show and what is a live, you know, and what's a game event. show. Yeah. Um, and what's a game show. Right. But like, mm-hmm. how international are we getting? Cause they, obviously there's, uh, infinity. I feel like competitive reality shows outside of the States and there's no way that we can be comprehensive. With then all. let's keep it domestic. Yeah. I think with the, with one exception, uh, British, Bake great, Off. British Bake Off great British Bake Off has yes. become part of American culture. Yeah. I just thought I, I wasn't sure if Euro, Eurovision counted or not. It is more established music acts, but it would feel weird. It's like this odd thing that. I only found out about a few years ago, mm-hmm. and yet it's a worldwide phenomenon. It's how ABBA was right. introduced to the world. But it feels like it would be it would be like putting the Oscars and the Grammys on here and the Super Bowl. Oh, that's true. Uh, yeah, I mean, sports would be like the most. Uh, it's like the Olympics. Like, is the Olympics? Mm-hmm. I feel like in order for it to be a reality show, like it has to have that uh, human element. Which is not to say that like they don't focus on the performers in Eurovision, but it's like not what the thing is. I adore yeah. Eurovision. Um, yeah, I think we and and I think staying domestic is not a judgment of other uh, you know, countries reality shows. We watched one very recently called Documental. Uh it's on Amazon Prime and it's uh they this this like famous, I guess retired Japanese comedian uh gets 10 other Japanese comedians to uh lock themselves in a room and they all bring I think like 
uh, a million yen or something like that. It's like $10,000 and they put it in a pot and they put a timer on the wall for six hours. And the, if you laugh at any point, there's no rules except for if you laugh, you're out. And watching what wow. people like do to like try and make each other laugh as the time runs down and like it just devolves into the most uh disgusting like primal <laughs> humor ever. Uh I very much enjoyed that. But that's that's obviously not gonna uh not gonna make the list. But it's indicative of just how much programming there is on yeah. a global scale. Uh Mark, do you do you have one on the list that you know is not going to win, but that you want to mention either because it's it's so ridiculous or or just good and you think people should know about it? Well, I had MasterChef Junior on here. <laughs> <laughs> um, a case for MasterChef Junior. I mean, I don't know what the the rubric is that we're using. Look, I uh, I I'm not a fan of reality television. I actively avoid reality television. You mentioned, but I will watch game show competition shows. Yeah, and right. some of these I consider game show competition shows more so than reality shows. Like, like a lot of the, like. Chopped is a game show. Yeah, Chopped ain't, Chopped ain't a reality Chopped show. isn't a reality. I, I think you have to have people coming back week to week right. for it to actually count as a reality show. Right, okay. And, or people get eliminated. Like, that's a reality competition show to me. So I would have said Chopped. So, I don't know, maybe a Chopped tournament. Look, I watch a lot of Chopped, guys. That's my point. It's very watchable. It's right. Yeah. It's, it's set up. It is. It is... It's such a you can play a long game like it's set up that way. As far as just like I, I don't know, I just love cooking shows, so I'm a long like a long reality uh, cooking show. I will say this: um, there was a reality show that I know is not going to win that I love is uh, Face Off. I don't know what Face Off is. Face Off is a makeup artist. Oh right, yes, okay, yeah. yes, I do know. It. So I like a reality show that requires, and I and these like these I don't dislike. I actually I respect. The ones that require a skill. Right. There's a, there's a, and there's infinite, I, it, there's so many different kinds of those. The most like, uh, broad being your America's Got Talent or like everybody mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. a skill, but that's a little too scattershot for my taste. I want to see yeah, everybody sure. doing one skill. Uh, like I used to really like Project Runway and mm-hmm. I think you can lump, you know, Drag Race into this. And it, obviously you need a lot of disciplines to succeed in that show, but you mm-hmm. know, it's, it's still kind of doing the, doing the thing. In Drag Race? In. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You've got, you've, there's every, every, uh, every section of the uh, movie credits you have to know how to do. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Makeup, hair, costume design. Yeah. Maybe that's a bad example because you really do have to do a lot of stuff on that show. But yeah. Top Chef yeah. obviously is like. Is in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, here, here's what I'm thinking of as some sort of standards to go by. Uh, just, just to throw it in here, and then I, I want to talk about some of these weird shows. Um, you brought up one, uh, which is people coming back. The idea that it's that it's one group of people you start with, whether it's winnowed down, it's always winnowed down in a, mm-hmm. in a reality show. That that it's consistent in in character week to week. I think another is is the extent to which the show focuses on character and personality as a component. Yeah. And then the quality of the contest, like is the game that they're playing is it a is it an interesting game? Would it be interesting with any group of people or does it feel, you know, there are shows I think that it is essentially the same game every season, but it feels different based on who plays it and what traps oh, yeah. they fall into as opposed to this show is the same thing every single year. I know what I'm getting. Right. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's, it's this, it's conceptual longevity for me is like the most important factor of a reality show. And yeah. the ones that have like really stuck around, obviously, I think have, have got it in some 
uh, regard. Uh, and I think that that is there, there's, you know, a potential conceptual longevity. Like, how good is the concept? And like you said, like, if you bring in new people, is it going to be fresh every time you do it? But right. then there's also like, how much have the people who made the show actually realized that that conceptual longevity? Because in the case of, I would argue, in like Bachelor Bachelorette, uh, maybe there's a way to make that show still be fresh, but basically, uh, ever since I be- believe, like, there's a dude named Ben Flajanic had a season where, uh, one of the contestants <laughs> was named Courtney, and she was just this very theatrical villain who kept saying winning all the time because that's where we were as a nation. Every, every season, it's just been like a, a carbon copy of that season. And so, like, that one, right. I don't think that has, but like a, well, obviously, American Idol has something going for it. Top Chef has something going for it. Survivor yeah. has something going for it. I want you to tell me about Murder in Small Town X. This is why. Okay. Murder in Small Town X was a show that came out on uh, Fox in 2001. Mm-hmm. And me and my dad watched it and nobody else, I think. <laughs> you know, I was uh, I was in high school or something like that. And this mm-hmm. was when my dad was still like recording everything to VHS. My dad had like this library of thousands of VHS. Like, this, this memory sticks out in my mind. I mentioned that because we threw all of his VHSs away when we like moved out of that house. And mm-hmm. it breaks my heart because as far as I can tell, there is no recorded <laughs> version oh, of wow. in Small Town X that exists any Anywhere in the world, but this is this is 2001, right? Like this is still early, early, early days of competitive reality television and yeah. final, final, final days of VCRs. Yes, yeah. and Fox made the most wildly ambitious reality competitive show that has ever existed. It was basically they brought in like a dozen people into this fictional town that was actually like a real town in New England that they like built this whole fiction around, filled the town with actors like full-blown Truman show and then there was a murder mystery that they had to unravel and they would have to do so by like going to the scene of these different crimes and like collecting clues and literally like figuring out this this thing this murder by themselves um (laughs) doing so by like talking to actors who were playing these roles and at the end of each episode there was some sort of like test and whoever did the worst on the test uh was like one of two people i forget how the other one was selected and each of those two people would have to go to one location like Mm -hmm. one different location uh and at one of them they would find a clue uh that would help the rest in the 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 you know solve the crime and the other one would be murdered Wow. <laughs> but they made a town. They made a fake town and filled it with actors. And there was all this like creepy lore building. Like there were these uh, people, there was like this cult called the Sweepers or something. <laughs> and they would walk around with brooms. Like you would just see these people in robes, like w- walking around in the background with brooms. And- How do you make a broom creepy? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Stomp did it. It was, yeah. a, it was an incredible, like, cool show. They made one season, eight episodes, and then didn't, I imagine it was, there's no way to recoup the cost of, you know, creating <laughs> of an entire town. <laughs> Who did they think was coming on as a sponsor? Though They're like, the, yeah. the money will be there. Yeah. We know it will. Guys, it Pepsi so- is super into murder. Yeah. <laughs> it's so early days of competitive reality, though, and they're like, oh, I know. Let's, like, let's jump it up, like, 15 levels 15 mm-hmm. conceptual levels and then there was a show called whodunit that abc did uh in like the early 2010s mm-hmm. that was like a very cheap knockoff not as good version of that yeah um <laughs> that's probably my that's probably my standout weirdest uh i've watched so many of these weird one season shows like pirate what was the pirate pirate master <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, they're <laughs> another one that they just spent so much money on, and no way did they like recoup it because they bought a pirate ship. <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
That, yeah, that is a terrible – I want to throw out another terrible one. Uh, to me, this is the hallmark of failed reality competition shows. Go on. Which is Who Wants to Marry a Multimillionaire, oh, which God. featured uh, construction magnate Rick Rockwell and, oh. and winner Darva Conger, who I think were engaged. Uh, they may have even gotten married and then immediately split because he was worth like three cents. He had somehow lied to everybody well, no, to that was the his point worth, of the show, right? Wasn't it? Or no, that's Joe Millionaire. No, that's Joe Millionaire. This was – this was he actually – I mean, this is really early. This is 2000. Uh I think this was right around when uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire was huge. Right. And they were like, well, Well, let's just change one word in the title. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then Who Wants to Kill a Millionaire came out the next year. (laughs) I think I remember in the finale when they chose one another, them sharing the most awkward. It was like two people. Who were f- both Frenching for the first time? Oh, yeah. yikes! That's no good. Yeah. See, anything that anything that involves um, finding your mate via television to me is an automatic disqualifier. It's a rough. It's a rough. Uh, it's a tough one. It's hard to believe. Yeah, it is. I mean, there's like I said, my- doing that. There's like the the there's a. Uh- uh, there was like a show on Netflix called Blind Date mm-hmm. or something like that that just showed like one person going on a date with five different people. It was kind of yep. like that episode of Master of None. That was like good because you could like actually watch real people go on dates and like sometimes they would go on a second date. Like I'll watch Wasn't that. Blind Date uh, like a regular television show, like a late night TV show at one point? Yeah. Like pre- like before the reality TV boom. Yes, yes, yes. That was – yeah, that was rough – that was rough in its own regard. That was the one that had like pop up goofs on it. Yeah, and it was yep. just comedians like busting chops. <laughs> yeah, these thought, but like filthy little thought bubbles. Yeah, yeah. It is like a pop a boner and things. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my god. It's like you know what? This we have all this footage of a blind date. Why don't we go to a country club and get them to write some little thought bubbles for us? Yeah. Right. There's, can't be anything worse that agreed to be on that show and then realizing you're the one they're going to put the hard eyes on and then she's the one that's going to be seeing a zombie. Yeah. Right. Like, you'll hear the horror screams for her. I, uh, I've watched a lot of reality shows and there's a lot on here that I have never even heard of. And maybe that's a symptom of me not watching very much CMT. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not know CMT had such a robust <laughs> line of programming. Yes. One of the shows is called Steve Austin's Broken Skull Challenge. Yes. I ran for three seasons. The conceptual longevity of that show where I assume episode one, Steve Austin attacks you with a, with a hammer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. The Khmer Rouge made this show. Yeah. <laughs> it was a really bizarre, like, uh, tough man competition that he hosted okay. so he was like all right let's see if you can run through this sand uh, you know and people would be men and women and and they would get eliminated for not being tough enough how yeah. i'm guessing you added this one to the list since it's uh stone cold steve austin i didn't it was already on there really you didn't add the wrestling show but he had just hosted he'd just come off hosting the later uh a one of the later editions of tough enough which is yeah. their wrestling mm-hmm. reality show gotcha. that has survived it is the cockroach of reality shows i mean yes. it's on now but it had to, it if it, it bounced around uh to a lot of different homes until it found its forever home it, it, wwe <laughs> network that original version of it though i really liked and they yeah. got talented wrestlers out of it a sure. guy uh john hannigan who still wrestles as, as johnny nitro or johnny impact or whatever he is yeah. now oh i know johnny um uh josh uh, uh, he's, oh the, he's the one that was on Glow, right? Uh, yeah, uh, yes, yes, yeah. he was. He was great. Yeah, I like that. That's guy. right. And you did I a did commercial with a spring commercial. Yeah, with that guy. he came from Tough Enough. 
Oh, and he was like a skinny little kid then, and then he like bulked up and became a huge star. Johnny Nitro. And if you were a wrestling fan, that was a really interesting look at just a little bit of what it takes to become a wrestler because they they do the exercises, they get berated by like Taz or whoever else was was coaching. So I I enjoyed that. I don't think it's the best of all time. And then later on, it was like part of Raw. And then then did the Miz come up through Tough Enough? He did. He did. He came up through through the version that was. I think mostly on on uh, on TV. See, that's a good. That's that's the story I like. Yeah, that's, that's a wild transformation. It's uh, crazy. I don't know what a Miz is. He's so good. He's a wrestler <laughs> yes. who started on the real world and mm-hmm. decided he wanted to be a pro wrestler, and you know, trained for it, bulked up, and then was on Tough Enough, and now is like one of the best. I think like salesmen of like moves and storylines that the WWE has, and you got to yeah. you know watch his whole. Um, you know, WWE is all about watching people's arcs, but you kind of mm-hmm. saw the arc before the arc with, with The Miz. Um, yeah. Now, I mean, sure. real people actually competing, same people come back week to week. Mm-hmm. Is wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, it's a little too predetermined. It's yeah. can we, Okay, well, if we put quotes around the word reality. No. Because <laughs> no, that, that's going to open us up to yeah. every th- show. That will yeah. open us up to every fiction that has uh, has had realism in it. I don't want to talk about the Katie Vick storyline on this podcast. I absolutely refuse. I, and that'll happen if we open it up to Raw and SmackDown. Uh, Katie Vick, is that the husband of the guy that uh, fought those dogs against each other yeah let's let's go with that okay one like uh you know subgenre of the reality category that Mm -hmm. i'm curious how we're going to kind of deal with is the singing competition because you have you have so i feel like you have so many different variations of that yeah now and so many like like wildly successful variations the fact that we live in a world where uh american idol and the voice can like both thrive and not like detract from each other even though like the only thing sort of separating them is this layer of uh of of game mechanics that exists in the voice i guess yeah uh, is is fascinating i do not watch any of those shows because i kind of got i think i bounced off of um american idol after like season three or four because i've right. gotten my fill of watching people sing uh, <laughs> there's still a lot of people who are into that mm-hmm. yeah it's it, it... And they're all different. Like the voices, all people who can sing. And uh, for that reason, I really enjoy the auditions. And then once they get to the competition and coaching, I sort of tune it out. Yeah. Yeah. American Idol, I watched for many seasons. I want to say I've probably, I probably watched 10 of the seasons from start to finish. And it's odd because on one, on the one hand, you go, well, why aren't these people paying their dues? There are a lot of people who are struggling who are as talented, maybe even more talented that aren't photogenic enough or just didn't come to the audition mm-hmm. um but it is interesting to see you can see who the stars are whether they win or not and and how they develop like kelly clarkson yeah. the first live show you watch you're like oh she's the best thing in this competition and they're not even talking about her by far yeah, yeah she's if if we're talking about these shows through the lens of like success and importance like to what the genre is and started out as and has become like I think you make a case for American Idol, but like, I don't, I don't, it's not a fun watch for me anymore right. because mm-hmm. I, that, that particular skill that is being showcased, I feel like does not, is not the kind of thing that like season after season, it stays fresh with new people. And I would bet the thing you remember the most 
or the thing most people remember the most are things like Pants on the Ground or William Hung yeah. doing She Bangs. Like, you remember the bad auditions, which they put in for the sole purpose of embarrassing people and creating humor. Yeah. Not great. Yeah. Any other weird ones here? Utopia? You wanted to talk about that one? I, I realized after I, like, emailed y'all about we gotta talk about Utopia, it's not really a competitive show, so I don't think we should put it on, but... Fair enough. Man, Fox is out here on the bleeding edge of television <laughs> experiments. They also did Murder in Small Town X. The premise of Utopia is they walled off this uh land in, I want to say, like, Colorado or one of the Dakotas or Montana or something like that. Like, beautiful backdrop. Yeah. And they made this walled-off little community, and they brought, like... Uh, 10 people into it and gave them a little bit of money and they said, okay, become self-sufficient, create a, create a, literally create a utopia, decide on what your laws are going to be and, you know, build a, you know, irrigation, build a toilet if that's like what your priorities are, build a, a, an electrical. And so like people had different disciplines, like there was a plumber, an electrician that was on the first cast and they literally had to like build a community. Uh, and it is the most expensive reality show I think ever made, and it did not even finish its first season. They did <laughs> not even make it through their first season. That is a uh, mean thing to do to people who sit down and watch a reality competition show and watch the group get whittled down. And you're yeah. like, oh, I'm going to watch this show until there's one person left. And then yeah. they cancel the show when there's like seven people left. But it wasn't – I don't think you could get – you could get voted off Utopia if, if if there was like a Lord of the Flies-esque like revolt or mm-hmm. – uh, they. I mean they built a government essentially and so they could decide to like exile people if they were being jags, which mm-hmm. I think they did a couple times. Right. Weirdly, that show also had a live streaming feature because <laughs> uh, you could pay for like a pass to watch these cameras and just watch Oof. them all oh, weird. day and that was gross. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, not competitive. That that should send people to jail. It is I have a question. Yeah, and I don't know if <laughs> that may affect my my final three. Is the colony a competitive reality show? Oh. That is a great. If you don't know the, the colony, colony, here's the colony. It's it's basically an experiment. They take like an like they get a huge amount of land that has sort of time is forgotten and. They create a scenario and it's either like a super, uh, super disease has broken out and killed most people and they, that establishes rules. And then they take like a scientist, a teacher, um, a martial arts expert. They, they grab all these people from different, mm-hmm. um, uh, disciplines that aren't village people. They, yeah. All the ones that didn't make the village people cut. They put them together and say, all right, figure out how to survive. You're going to be here for however long. I don't know if it's 21 days, mm-hmm. um, until, until they can rescue you. So they have to figure out how to make potable water, how to work out security because they have people who come in and like disrupt them physically i, I think actors. it's great I, I, any, yeah. any reality show with actor npcs <laughs> essentially i am so into the, at the end of one of the seasons there was a gang of marauders who like attacked their own yes. face, like with, and they basically had to like larp like they basically had to like fight them off throw so beanbags at each other i mean kinda they were like yeah. this is this if this was uh this bucket is full of water but imagine it's full of acid <laughs> yeah. and, and they would do that and like literally had to like fight these people uh yeah it's it's a that was a why i can't i forgot completely about the colony yeah look fox wow. if you're on the bleeding edge of reality television you're not gonna put water in that bucket yeah you're gonna hire real marauders was that discovery Ch- i don't think it was really, yeah. yeah yeah uh yeah wow. it's so great there's um, so many wild reality uh, it, 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 that i i love my, I guess I have two different sort of ends of the spectrum where mm-hmm. I like really quiet 
like real reality shows. And then I like the wildest, most dangerous, um, not, not necessarily. What was the kid? <laughs> the one where kids had to create their own colony. That's of, what like, I was trying to figure oh, out the name right. of the, the weird light. That was the Lord of the Flies one right there. That was like, go ahead, kids. And then the world was like, nope, this is, we finally figured out where we draw a line. And they had to cancel it, I think, because one kid tried to like poison another one. Kid Nation. Kid Nation. Yeah. There was a poisoning that happened in that one. So they said, let's not keep doing, <laughs> let's not keep doing Kid Nation. Oh man, um, the, the picture they have on Google search is a kid in a, in a oversized straw hat who looks already sick wearing a red mock turtleneck and glasses. Just like the most awkward kid. Oof. They're like, all right, go create a new society, Benjamin. <laughs> Good luck. Um, yeah. So no kid nation. I'm going <laughs> to. Yeah. We're just going to eliminate that one. Hold on. Let me cross it off of my three that I want to take to the finals. <laughs> um, why don't we do this? Let's take a brief break. Mm-hmm. And then when we come back, we'll, we'll start pulling out, uh, the, each of us will go one at a time. We'll have three finalists each and then we'll determine a winner from that group. Does that sound good? Yeah. Sounds good. All right. We'll be right back. <sighs> There's nothing quite like sailing in the calm international waters on my ship, the SS Biopic. Avast! It's actually pronounced biopic. No, you dingus! It's biopic! Who the hell says that? It's biopic. Because it's the, the word words bi- for biography biology. and picture. If you... All right, that is enough. Ahoy, I'm Dave Holmes. I'm the host of the newly rebooted podcast, formerly known as International Waters. Designed to resolve petty but persistent arguments like this. How? By pitting two teams of opinionated comedians against each other with trivia and improv games, of course. Winner takes home the right to be right. What podcast be this? It's called Troubled Waters, where we disagree to disagree! Hello, this is Amy Mann. And I'm Ted Leo. And we have a podcast called The Art of Process. We've been lucky enough over the past year to talk to some of our friends and acquaintances from across the creative spectrum to find out how they actually work. And so I have to write material that makes sense and makes people laugh. I also have to think about what I'm saying to people. If I kick your ass, I'll make you famous. The fight to get LGBTQ representation in the show. Mm-hmm. We weirdly don't know as many musicians as you would expect. I really just became a political speechwriter by accident of realizing that I have accidentally uh, pulled my pants down. <laughs> Listen and subscribe at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcast. It's like if the guinea pig was complicit in helping the scientist. And we're back. All right. Um, I, I thought we were going to take a break. I got all excited for I was gonna no. make some oatmeal. You get no break. We get no break. Just, just the listeners. You can uh, make oatmeal in one commercial break. Uh, yeah, I do that. I got some cream of wheat and I've always got hot water on hand. (laughs) (laughs) Griffin at his legendary bladder of hot water. (laughs) Ready to go. Oh, internally. Uh, yes. And I don't like to talk about it on podcasts. My apologies. Yeah, please. We're gonna have to pay him another 10 graham crackers. Uh, Griffin, why don't you go first? You got a finalist? Uh, I have, I, I definitely know two two finalists okay and then the third one i'm still sort of debating and so like my main metrics are like are that 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 conceptual freshness as somebody who like loves uh sticking to television series especially Mm -hmm. ones that are going to run for a long time like that's super important to me because that's what makes me fall out of love with these these kinds of shows uh 
So, like, uh, Top Chef I would put up there. I feel like Top Chef, for me, represents the best of the skill-based reality competitions. Right. Uh, I think it I think it beats the pants off MasterChef. But, like, uh, if you want to talk about, like, So You Think You Can Dance or American Idol or, like, any of these ones where it's people competing by showcasing a skill, Top Chef, for me, is the most, like, wildly entertaining, most watchable, most human of those shows because you get to you really get to know those people on a very real level and how they like think how do they approach their art to the point like when you get down to the final three you like know exactly like what their specialty is how they cook their food which is like a wild fact to know about somebody that you don't actually know and i just i do not get that from anything else so uh and also it's been it's if you want to talk about like level of success and how it has like informed the genre. I think you could also make a case that top chef has done that for a lot of reality television, like cooking programming that came after it. Yeah. You definitely learn, you learn technique from it. Mm-hmm. You can learn a lot. Uh, I, I do love that show. I don't think mm-hmm. I've ever seen an episode or a season that I didn't enjoy and I haven't seen all of them. Yeah. So I would definitely put that up there. We are currently watching the Kentucky season right now. We're not quite, mm. I think it's over, but we, we missed it by a couple of weeks. So we're a couple of weeks behind, but we're watching the Kentucky. Se- like this is one that we will watch every time it's up. Like no, no doubt. Nice. Mark. Here is what I have pulled from this list. And I like your metrics, uh, Griffin, that you use as far as like, um, you know, it's gotta be able to have be something that brings you back. So, um, on my list, I have survivor yeah, yeah. because, uh, you know, when, <laughs> When the game is, all right, whoever holds onto this pole the longest gets to survive. Versus, and, and, and then it's, uh, okay, everybody, swim out to this island that's two miles away. There's a bucket of rice in there. Like that kind of stuff has always made me. And, and I'm, because I, I hate this element of it and I hate this part of it. All the backbiting and the fighting is a serious ding against that show, but I understand that that's something that people like in reality television. Well, let, hold so, on a second. Let me get through this. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, so I like those. So I don't like all the garbage parts of Survivor, but the game parts of Survivor I enjoy. I, I, I disagree with you. Okay. First of all, Survivor is maybe the greatest game that's ever been played anywhere ever. Okay, I was I was not going to talk about Survivor first. It's obviously on my list. Yeah, like I think it's hard for me to think of a show that beats it, and that's why I didn't want. I wanted mm-hmm. to save it. I guess, yeah. but it's for me. It is the it's it's the game is beautiful. The game is brilliant. Well, I don't know if they're. I think they're in season thirty five right now. Thirty five or thirty six a year, right? And it's yeah, it's still great. And the the, the backbiting thirty eight thirty eight. My God, it's it's not as much backbiting. As it is, it's a strategic game. So everybody mm-hmm. goes in knowing you're going to have to make enemies, but you can't make too many because the people you eliminate are the people who decide who gets the money. So there are people like Russell Hans who played back to back, maybe two of the best games of Survivor ever in terms of making it to the end and controlling mm-hmm. the game, but made so many enemies yeah. that there's no way he would that ever win. Squirrely dude. Uh, yes, it's, it's what is so brilliant about Survivor and what brings me back there, there have been bad seasons of Survivor. It Mm -hmm. is entirely contingent on who is playing it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because if you get a group of people who don't want to play the game and you get a season where like you get to the merge and one tribe has seven and one tribe has five and the seven's just like, we're not going to play the game. Let's just pick off these five. Let's have five easy weeks. And you get Mm -hmm. five super boring episodes in a row. Like that's not good. But I feel like 
there have been so many seasons now uh, in the past, you know, five years where people play the game so hard and set like make a new rule book. Like it's everybody's not just doing what uh, Boston Rob did in his season that was so boring because he just ran the game the whole time. People are now <laughs> playing the game so hard that everybody's a player mm-hmm. and every epi- this this season uh david versus goliath which was the last season is the hottest season of this show that has ever existed because every episode was like a wild blindside huge moves yeah uh this season's really good too and i i think we've moved past the point where you can just kind of rest on your laurels so like there's mm-hmm. no set way to win survivor like yeah. there's no set gameplay that would like you got to make big moves to win survivor and eh, not really if you're on a season where people like want to kill the person who just made the most recent big move like maybe this is a season where you have to go under the radar uh everybody always talks about how scared they are of physical threats like physical threats don't usually win the show because people get rid of them if you're too yeah. loud in surviving yeah. you get like there's so many ways to to lose and only one way to win every season it's so brilliant it's amazing how far along the show is again this is season 38 so at this point the people who are playing by and large have watched the show since its beginning so they've seen every mistake everybody's made and they keep making them but th- there, there's like a meta piece of well i'm not gonna make this mistake people still get voted out with idols in their pockets mm-hmm. people yeah. still get blindsided when they think they have control of the game they make they, it it's, and then when they play with this season's great because it has a few returning players, mm-hmm. uh, most of whom are survive. I'm in a survivor fantasy league. Oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> and my number one pick was Joe for this season, knowing he was going to be a target because I just had a good feeling about him. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's just amazing to watch them try to navigate. Well, do we get rid of the people who have played right now? But I need them. They're a bigger threat than I am, so I can use them as a shield. When do I cut them loose? Like it's just there's so many calculations and <laughs> and the deception is built in. So it's not the backbiting of Vanderpump rules. Right. Where it's like I wasn't supposed to do the side work. It was supposed to be Tammy and now she gets to go to the premiere. It's I need to eliminate this threat. I don't right. think the game is nasty, though, right? Like, I guess I, I just like yeah. seeing people get be mean to each other. There's not a mean. I feel like, honestly, mm-hmm. it has evolved past that point. Like, there was mm-hmm. one season, I want, I want to say it was Game Changers or something, where mm-hmm. they started to talk about the game in terms of, like, instead of alliances, they started to use the term voting blocks. And right. every time somebody got voted out, there is this gamesmanship of just, like, ah, you got me. Well done. Like, everybody sort of yeah. recognizes that, like, the big moves have to happen. The Nobody takes it personally. Yeah, and nobody really does take it personally. Like, there hasn't been that, uh, if you were dying in the desert, I wouldn't give you a drink of water, season one, turn around. Like, it, it, yeah. nobody's taking it that personally anymore. It's about the game. And really, there's been such good sportsmanship of just like, ah, you beat me. Yeah, wow. Oh, big move, guys. Good job. Yeah, I noticed that too. And I like that. Uh, I like that aspect of it. You should feel a little bit stung, but also go, oh, that was a good play. Yeah. That was a good, you got me. Good job. Um, it's oh, also oh. such a limited rule set. Like Survivor does not have that many rules so that every time they tweak something, we went back and we were watching all the old seasons because yeah. Rachel and I just like got back into it and we watched the first season where they added immunity, hidden immunity idols mm-hmm. and it blew the game up. Like that season was totally different from every season that preceded it because hidden immunity idols like turn that whole thing on its ear yes um i think that was the season that russell was on and russell was just a yeah samoa he just russell just spent the whole first half of that season on his own looking for a hidden immunity idol like a truffle hunting pig yeah Yeah. rooting around the yeah and he found them and then but then the great thing is so the next season is heroes versus villains they're supposed to have i can't remember the name of the guy who uh, richard hatch Mm -hmm. but because of tax issues he couldn't go so they 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 pluck Russell Hans, put him in the villains tribe. No one's seen his season. So they're filming as the, as his season is airing. And he, he, 
there is a, a tribal council in that in that in that season where it's him and Boston Rob with two different voting blocks. Russell's is smaller, and you see them going back and forth in one to one interviews. And Russell's like, you know, I think he's going to vote for this, so I'm going to split the vote this way, and I have an idol. And then Rob goes, "This is what we're going to." He says exactly what Russell says, and says, "But if he's anticipating that, I'm going to do this instead." And they go back to Russell. He goes, "Boy, these guys are stupid." But if they weren't stupid, they do exactly what Boston Rob said. They flip one of the guys in his like they 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 turn a majority into a minority mm-hmm. in one vote, and it's like everything. I get pumped just talking about it. Oh it's God. so great. Um, so there's a choice, Survivor. So there's a choice. <laughs> there's a choice. All right, I have another one that the, the, that the, I to, just so it's yeah. not locked up. Like the one thing I will say about Survivor is, especially early on, like when a season's bad, it's bad, and it's, yes. it is unwatchable and boring. And uh, if like people are. I don't know, cowardly or whatever, and like don't make the moves, you get a final three, none of whom deserve it. Like the show can be very, very bad. So it's not Mm -hmm. a, it's not immune to the flaws that I think plague some of these other shows. Yeah. Uh, here, here's one show that is sort of in that family that I would put up, which is Amazing Race. Mm -hmm. Um, yes, production wise, certainly the most impressive show. Great production. Wild thing that they are able to do. Yeah. And it's the stories are interesting. You're always interested in the people. They, Mm -hmm. you know, you have your villains. They all have their relationship. It's all, it's all like, it's like an improv class where someone says, think of a relationship. Every, the, every, uh, uh, Amazing Race is like, Father, son, um, Best two friends. sisters, yeah. uh, yeah. boss and, uh, boss and employee. Yeah. Like it's always archetypal magician and rabbit. Like, yeah. <laughs> y'all just made me remember the season of Survivor that was, there were four tribes divided by ethnicity. Yep. And when they announced that, Oof. I was looking at, uh, <laughs> I was looking at Jeff like, are you sure, bud? <laughs> like wild. Are you sure, bud? Oh man. Let's see which ethnicity's the best. Are you sure, guys? Ethnicity. This This time you wear the buffs as armbands. Let's go. (laughs) I think they switched, like, switched up tribes after like episode two. Yeah. (laughs) The producers were like, this is, we can't do this. Did they overtly say we're dividing this up by ethnicity or did you just look at the, okay. Because if it, it, I think it would have been worse if you just looked at the screen and yeah. you saw like they well we've divided up the four tribes and it was so obvious you're like yeah. well there's the white one the black one the Asian one and the Latino one we see that what was, you did there that was it that was how they yeah. did it yeah oh lord um yeah amazing race I I I really enjoy um mm-hmm. I will watch every every season of that but like I think it's kind of I think of it in the same vein as Survivor and I don't think it beats. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know well, if it does. Is- it's, it's a lot more positive. It's a very mm-hmm. positive show. Sort of right. in the way The Biggest Loser, which, uh, is, is like, my, a, is the second one on my list. It's a reality show about positivity. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I, I know somebody who worked as a producer on that show and was like, it was the greatest career experience mm-hmm. I ever had. Cause it was, you know, you're there making a positive difference in someone's life. It doesn't seem like the healthiest thing to have a 500 guy do kettlebells, but. So unhealthy. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. That, that show is always, it, it like icked me out. <laughs> in a, in See, a, that show way. is, that show is number two on my list specifically because everyone treats each other well. That mm-hmm. when, when someone is voted off, it's strictly a numbers game. Nobody votes anyone off. Um, it is, uh, or no, no, they do vote people off. Well, but pe- whoever doesn't off lose enough weight, whoever loses is on the, the smallest is on percentage, the they, they, yeah, then they get voted on, I think, by everybody else. Right. Or there are that's two just people. Such a, that's such a like, 
I don't know. I feel like that is a, a wildly inappropriate thing to gamify. And I guess, I guess it, I, yeah. I, I, I just like I, that it, yeah. it's the only show that I've seen where every time someone gets kicked off, they go around and hug everyone. I mean, right. Great British Bake Off, if that's your match, Great British Bake Off is the nicest show ever. That was my third. Humans, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I keep putting you on blast. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly, I don't like people being mean to each other on television. You would and love And that's what so many of these are. <laughs> And what's that? You would love Terrace House. It is, it is just. Yeah, is I will watch Terrace House. I just um, want something gentle where people are being nice to each other. I, I sound know. like, I sound like I should be unwrapping Werther's right now. My, my third pick would be like the most entertaining, like the most watchable, uh, and like maybe unsuccessful, but like the most watchable. And for me, well, it, there's a show that's not on this list that I mm-hmm. really feel like deserves consideration because it was a lot of fun to watch. And that was The Mole. Oh, um, yeah. The Mole was great. We watched every season of The Mole and Celebrity Mole. Um, and the whole premise of that show is like you're, you and your team had to do challenges, but one of the contestants was secretly working against everyone, trying to sabotage them. And at the end of each episode, they would take a quiz on like who they think the mole was and what the mole did that episode and whoever got the lowest score got kicked off. Um, and like the, that's a show where you, the audience is also playing along. You're also trying to figure out who the mole is because the last episode they reveal like, oh my God, it's been that person the whole time. Uh, was, was really great. Also, I think Celebrity Mole was hosted by Anderson Cooper, uh, who like crushed it. It was like one of the most entertaining <laughs> hosts. Um, well, he brings gravitas to everything. He does, but okay. So my third pick, I've decided I'm just going to lean into it because it's it. going to gross. It's definitely going to gross Mark out is a show that's called Solitary. <laughs> Do y'all know what Solitary is? Nope. God. Let me give you the elevator pitch on solitary. Oh, you gotta hang, you gotta hang in there. I'll say this first. It was on the, it was on the Fox reality network. So just pr- be prepared for a real roller coaster ride. Oh boy. Oh, in dear. solitary, uh, I believe it starts with nine contestants. They are all each inside of individual pods. And the pods are, the pods are like not tiny. Uh, mm-hmm. the pods are, I don't know, maybe, uh, seven feet by seven feet, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, each pod has a color and a number attached to it. And, uh, there is, you know, a little antechamber where you can use the bathroom or whatever. Um, and the other feature in this room is a, a red button and a screen that a, I, an AI will appear on and talk to <laughs> the players. Oh, Lord. Like Max Hedrum? Uh, it's usually, it was in like, fact Matt Frewer playing the AI. I believe it was a green, like, I or something like that. It was, sure. I'm trying to remember the name of the, I'm Googling it now. Uh, and, and this was like the only compa- uh, Val was the name of the, the AI. Although sure. it was, you know, Not it was Hal, really a person. Val. It was, yeah. right. It was a computer modified person voice, right? Yeah. Um, and that was the only person they talked to. The contestants never meet. These nine contestants are locked in their own pods, right? So they never meet. Uh, the red button, if they press it at any time, they can leave. They're out of the, of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have agency in that regard. Every episode, you would have, it's kind of survivor like where there would be like usually a reward challenge. Uh, and then there would be like a kickoff challenge. Um, and often sometimes you could like influence the other pods. Like you could say like, uh, your reward for winning this uh, prize challenge is you can deny, uh, one other pod, uh, an hour of sleep. And so like oh, if somebody's gosh. been screwing you over, you can be like, yeah, I'm going to do this to five. Uh, and, or sometimes like the AI will tell you certain facts about each number. Like number nine is a, 
you know, a martial artist and also a lawyer. And people will be like, wow, they must have lots of stamina. I'm going to, you know, screw them over. Or like you have an extra bar of food. Who do you want to send that to? Oh, I like five. Five has been on my side. I'll send it to them. Wow. Um, the best thing about this show is how the uh, elimination challenges worked because all of them were endurance tests of some sort. Uh, and this is where it's going to get rough, but hang in there. <laughs> this one is of, where it's going to get rough. One of not them arbitrarily like, calling people by numbers instead of names and being mean to them for no reason. <laughs> yes, you have to. Well, Val doesn't say your name. Val only calls you by your number. Like number four, what's wrong? Sure. Um, if I went, I would a hundred percent want to be two four six zero one. Yep. Um, and <laughs> uh, so the the elimination challenge is an endurance test. Um, and like there was one where you stood on a bed of not nails, but like pegs, which just Ugh. like gets uncomfortable after a while. Yeah. One, you were sitting in a chair and you had a ball gag in your mouth, that's all, <laughs> that's all, which is not like easy, bad, but like keeping your jaw open for that long actually starts to like hurt. Um, so those are the types of challenges that they do are these endurance tests. And what's great is the first person, whenever you're done, whenever you don't want to do the endurance test, whenever you think you've, you've lasted long enough, you walk up and press the red button. And the first person to press the red button in that endurance test is actually out. Uh, so you want to keep doing it for as long as you think, like, until somebody else has done it. But they never tell you when that happens. They never tell you when somebody else has quit. So, like, somebody could, like, do the ball gag one minute in and be like, I can't do this. Go up and press the red button and be eliminated. And everybody else can go on with that ball gag in their mouth for six hours. So no reason. So, basically, the show is the Christian Grey Olympics. I mean, you could frame it that way, maybe. (laughs) Uh, It is in in terms of, uh, like, human observation – Seeing how people transform. There's in the first season, there was a guy named Tyler who just like became this mad warrior. Uh, who at the end in the finale, it was him and one other pod who again, like hasn't, he hasn't met, doesn't know. Uh, he says, Val, I'd like to ask you for something. And Val's like, yes. And he says, uh, can you send in a, an electric razor? And she does. And he shaves his head and he starts calling himself the tiger. <laughs> it's so good watching people like get pushed to the brain. It is, it is. A guilty pleasure of mine, and it's not as brutal as it sounds. Uh, and it is a, I think, a brilliant idea for a show, uh, and so, so fun and so watchable. Is the catch that the grand prize is only $500? It's not much. It's like 20,000 or 25,000, <laughs> like in the, in the, you know, pantheon of, of prizes. It's, it's not a ton of cash. Oh, um, Lord. Yeah. That's, uh, I, now I'm, I'm interested. I am yeah, interested it's, in that. It's, an, it's a yeah, really I'm, fascinating I'm, show. I'm on board. Uh, here, my other one, I uh, don't want to get to right away. Um, that's all that's left, isn't it? R- right. But uh, Big Brother, I've, I've never really watched it, so I do, I, but I know it's a major one. What is the flaw? Why wouldn't it be a finalist? I guess is my question. Have any of us watched it? Uh, it's, uh, it sucks. Yeah, so nobody, okay. nobody, it's just not good. It's like Survivor without any skill or charm, right? Yes. Okay. I just wanted to be sure. I also um, don't understand the rules. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's like a head of household and then you can do something with them and then I, I don't, it's just never, all of those just like watch, voyeuristic watch people in a house do stuff from like hidden cameras. Like, nah, I don't. It's creepy. Too much sliver. Too much sliver. Uh, okay. I, I'm kind of in between. Right now our finalists, I have solitary top chef, survivor, um, Amazing Race and Biggest Loser. 
Uh, anything the, we don't is there any? I feel like we're missing. I think I think American Idol. It would be we got to put a, a, a song competition. Not to put a song competition. I think it's American Idol. I, they're not the greatest star maker in terms of the people who win. I think The Voice is a vastly superior show. It it is, uh, but it's not. Tell me, tell me three people who have won The Voice. Um, tell me one person who's won The Voice. Um, Blake Shelton. Nope. Tell me three people who've won American Idol. Sure, Kelly Clarkson, Carrie Underwood, Ruben Studdard. There you go. That's why Fantasia Verino. Yeah, I think that that's, uh, but I mean, that's unfair. Like the American Idol in those early seasons was like the game, the only game in town. Yeah, and it was, it was the, that was the show that, yeah, it was appointment television. Yeah, but the guy, the guy who I cannot remember who, because I'm a wrestling fan, looks like Bobby Lashley right down to the pancake hat who won the first season. Uh, That is 100% lost on His initial audition was doing time after time and accompanying himself on guitar. And it's breathtaking. And you Mm. watched it and knew he was going to win. I don't remember his name. And I don't remember anything about him on that show other than the initial audition. Right. Because you watch – to me, the reason why I watch it is to see people – I want to see who wants to coach who. That to me is the interest. Once they start competing, I'm I'm not interested in them doing – Duets with Adam Levine. Well, that show has a, but that's the thing though that I like about that is it has that variety that once you get past the, once you get past the, um, semi mean American Idol auditions, then it just becomes a straight up tournament. Uh, right. Where the voice mixes it up. They have their diva battles. They have their, you know, they do a lot of, there are there the the game steps along the way I think are more interesting than the uh, than the ones on American Idol. Right. Honestly, my problem I think with the the singing shows now is it's just not uh, visually interesting to watch a person just stand in front of a microphone and just barrel it and sing. Like well, I don't I don't do that with like singers whose work I actually enjoy, and that's why I like I I like I actually really like uh, so you think you can dance. That's what yeah. I was going to say. That's a that's yeah. a great one. That yeah. it visually so you think you can dance like Dancing with the Stars can you know yeah, no go pounce sand. But, but so you think you can dance like I've seen performances and ABDC breath away. Yes, ABDC was great. I think we I I want to I'm going to take one of mine off because it's not been shown any love on here. Um so far i'm going i'm going to take mine that did not get shown any love off uh the biggest loser okay and the one that is not getting its due until now i'm going to put so you think you can dance okay but that back in contention american idol i put up there just because of the machine that it is i also want to throw mm-hmm. the great british bake off on there yeah i think i think Absolutely. you can definitely make a case for that just yeah that was my third one the tone of it is so special okay so our so here are the finalists i have here we have so you think you can dance great british bake off solitary top chef survivor um, I don't even know what I wrote here. Oh, Amazing Race, my own handwriting. Um, it looked like it's you an removing, Avatar you removed pie. Biggest Loser, yeah. is that right? And an American Idol. So we have one, two, three, four. We have seven of these. Mm-hmm. Mm, I think I, I I think we can bump American Idol. Like that show was yeah. important and historic. Congratulations, like, American Idol. Yeah, we're not really watching it, and yeah. you know Fox dropped it, so um can't be that good. <laughs> uh, and I would kind of do the same for Amazing Race, just because like it is production wise an impressive show, but mm-hmm. like the the concept, like the game of Amazing Race, is not especially like rich yeah. i feel like it's fun watching people get lost in big cities but like the the, the like the game mechanics of amazing race don't really do it for me right mm-hmm. yeah i would uh I, I would agree with that i think <sighs> i like so you think you can dance a lot 
I like that it challenges people. I remember one year they had the guy who was like the Broadway dancer. Mm-hmm. Um, when he was in his element, he did like a singing in the rain. Uh, the storytelling is great, but it just, as the game of it, again, like the, co- like it's, it is, it is, it's repetitive in the, the game structure, but the dance numbers themselves yes. make it not repetitive. Full, also, full they did a season, also, they did a season of kids. Just all kids, and it was mm-hmm. so boring. I mean, that's pretty cloying. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, watching that- kids watching a kid's dance recital is something that you're forced to do. It's not something that a network should have advertisers pay to. <laughs> yeah, they were talented, but like not as talented as adults. So, like, in yeah, order for funny. me to be blown away by dancing, I need them to be pretty good. And the kids just didn't. And they are, and they are all, and they're some epic dancers on these shows. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I think we can eliminate it. We're going to leave solitary up there, but we're going to eliminate the one solitary. that requires Soli- skill. We'll, we'll bump solitary, solitary next. My, my nasty little gross. <laughs> I think I only, I only included solitary because again, like I do appreciate a it's show where the insane. concept is so like wild, like yeah. pirate master or murder in small town X. Like, uh, but in, in terms of like, you know, it lasted four seasons on Fox Reality Network. Like nobody watched it, um, so <laughs> kick that off. All right, so now we have Great British Bake Off, Top Chef, and Survivor. I would let's decide between Top Chef and Great British Bake Off. Right? They're both cooking shows. Mm-hmm. I know they're very different, but it seems like we can't have them both on the list. And as much as I love Top Chef, I don't know. The, well, Top Chef, the, the thing I think Top Chef has going for it is within its industry. As far as I know, within its industry, mm-hmm. the winners of Top Chef and the competitors on Top Chef are viewed with much esteem. Right. Whereas in a lot of these, if they're industry, like, it's like, oh, you went on the reality show version of our industry. Right. Those, you sort of get, uh, you sort of get your eye rolled. Um, but Top Chef is the version of that that is like, no, this is really is. Absolutely people at the top of their game. What do you think is more important? Is it that you are watching masterfully skilled people in a competition or that you are watching personalities? Because that's the, that's, I think the big difference between the two is both have very talented cooks. Well, and, the, and they're very similar mm-hmm. in, in how it works, right? Where, uh, they're set up with a, with yeah. two challenges or a challenge. Yeah. Per there's episode. like a baby challenge and a big challenge. There are, there are three judges who yeah. decide who goes. Um, that's amateurs versus pros, but the top chef feels like a pressure cooker, mm-hmm. whereas yeah. Great British Bake Off just feels like, well, I tried my best, but, uh, yeah. my flan fell over. And then, well, you that's know it. where I'm gonna, and you leave. know what side I'm gonna air on. Both, both shows, I think we can give credit are, oh, these three remaining shows are all like brilliantly hosted. Like, yes. Uh, Padma and Tom on, and, and, uh, Gail on Top Chef, like so good at what they do. Uh, and you know, whoever is hosting Great British Bake Off in whatever season you're watching, like they're all just stellar. Yeah. Um, and Jeff Probst is obviously like has been holding it down for, uh, like 19 years now. So, yeah. um, I think I, I don't know, right? It gives me two different experiences. Watching Top Chef is like inspiring watching people be extremely good at their job and the stuff they make, like gives you that sort of food porn, like, mm, oh my God, that looks amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Great British Bake Off is like, pajamas it's like i want to you know cuddle up on the couch and light the fireplace and drink some tea and watch this gentle beautiful show yes um but i think uh i think top chef probably probably wins like using the the rubric we've been like i'd say i'd say everything else by that makes sense yeah i'm with you on that one season i think it might have been dc they had a 
like their first thing was they had to prepare like 10 onions mm-hmm. or like Brunoise and onion. And one of these guys, I can't remember his name. He was this big dude and he did it so fast that it was like, it was like a factory machine. And that is the thing I remember the most from that show. Yeah. Like how good he was at a simple prep thing, at getting everything ready. Wait a minute. You just gave me – we haven't – how it's made factory machines. How it's made is the best reality show. <laughs> well, it's not That's competitive. just close-ups of factories. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to see us spray asbestos in this canoe? I do love that show. And even down to like the – whatever website they go to to get the royalty-free music. Oh, man. Yeah. It's pretty magical. <laughs> This would be Ugh. a wild heel turn if we said, after all this work, said, all right, it's how it's made. It's, it's how it's best, made. How it's made is the best reality show. Reality Because <laughs> each show, the products compete against one another that they're building. Yeah, yeah exactly. They decide which one's the best. And, uh, and one, of it, one of the products shaved its head. Yeah. Uh, I'm a bit – it's unwrapped. Uh, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. It's, that's the best reality – these are reality shows. That's uh, – what's his name? Um, the Mark Double Summers. Dare host. Mark, Mark Summers. Summers. Yeah. Mark Summers. Uh, it's basically a cooking show. But for food made in factories, it's yeah. like, yes. hi, I'm Mark Summers. Welcome to my cooking show. Today we're going to be making Twinkies. So, mm. um, let's go to a factory. It's a cooking yeah. show that you couldn't make any of this stuff at home. Show me, show me vats of yeah. slurry and, yeah. f- and molds. And I'm, I'm, that's like catnip for me. 100%. What we're going to need in this bad boy is two pounds of soy lecithin. <laughs> <laughs> my God. All right. So we're down to our two finalists. Top chef and Top survivor. Top chef and survivor. I, I mean, I, it's always been Survivor. For yeah, me. I, yeah. I don't, it has it is, to be. It is. It's iconic. the grandfather. It's yeah. It's still yeah. going. It's still good. It's astonishing how and there was a dip there, right? Like there sure. were there were a lot of. This is the thing I, again that I would hold against Survivor. There were a lot of seasons in there that I think you could say were not great television, and I think right. that's honestly where most I, I get a lot of uh, you know sideways looks when I mention that I still watch Survivor. Mm-hmm. Um, because there was a long time there where the game didn't evolve. The game was, was, uh, repetitive. The game, like you got to the merge, the people with the numbers, you know, slaughtered the other people and then, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, but in the last, in the, man, in the last, uh, ever since, uh, like blood versus water, I want to say, yeah. uh, like it has just, it's gotten really good. It's yeah. got, the game has evolved uh, mechanically slightly, but like just the players are smarter and the casting, I guess, has gotten better. And it's just, it is so, it is so good. It is still such a good game. And it's, you know, so old. Uh, it, there's been, it's been, Survivor's been going for 19 years, but Expedition Robinson, which was the mm-hmm. original one, started in like 97 and <laughs> is basically the same thing. So like, I don't know. It's, it's, it is an incredible, like, game and show for me. Yeah. Uh, so, so this is it. It's time for the declaration. Come on in, guys. People of the world, you've got to dig. You want to know what you're playing for? Idols. Strategy. Torches. Sand. Blisters on your feet. There are a lot of close-ups of, of foot blisters. It's the one of the grossest things to look at. A trip to the Outback Steakhouse Ponderosa. <laughs> Outback Steakhouse Ponderosa. <laughs> Make your own Sundays. That'll work out here. Coffee, chickens. <laughs> Another reason it should win is Top Chef makes me sometimes want to eat the food that the people cook. But when you watch people be deprived of food for 30 days and then he <laughs> shows up and he's like, you're going to get in a knife fight and whoever wins gets half this Crunchwrap Supreme. And I'm like, oh, my God, I want to eat a Crunchwrap Supreme. So watching these people like I I bang these Crunchwrap Supremes making me want to eat one so, so, so bad. 
the greatest ad for food. It's so good. There ever was. It's Survivor, the greatest reality competition show. It's asked and answered. We all knew it. From the beginning, you probably knew in the back of your head. Uh, Griffin. Yo. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's been a treat. And a yeah. Uh, obviously, everybody can go to McElroy.family to, to learn everything. This is coming out today. And oh, you, wow. You yeah. just, you just announced a tour. <laughs> Tell everybody about that. I mean. Yeah, we're, we've, uh, we've announced basically the rest of the shows that we're doing for, uh, the rest of 2019 for My Brother, My Brother, and Me in the Adventure Zone. And you can find, we're going all over. You can find links to, I tried to summarize it on Wonderful, which also comes out today, and I failed miserably. So just go to, <laughs> go to McElroy.family. We've got all the tour dates. And, um, uh, yeah, we're going, we're going all over so i hope you come come see us yes you do not want to miss it they put on a fantastic show as as the many sellout crowds he played in front of uh would no uh, doubt also attest the, to the first issue of our uh mini series we're doing for marvel uh the first comic for that came out today as well uh, it's called oh. journey into mystery and uh we all wrote it and you can now go get it there's like a f- a f- i think like five issues that are coming out so today's the first one that's fantastic congratulations love it thank you and uh, there you go. This topic is settled, but there's so many more. So if you have one for us, send it to us by email at uh, we got this podcast at gmail.com or go to our Facebook group. Talk about reality shows that you love. Let's start a thread about it. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we got this podcast or reach out to us on Twitter uh, at we got this tweets or check out the Maximum Fun subreddit. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, researcher Kate McManus for a lot of different titles of shows that I have never seen before. Uh, graphic designer Uri Kelman and QA engineer Jen Alba. And thanks as always to our musicians Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and theme song respectively. And thanks to you, our listeners. I want to put you all on an island and form up teams and vote you all not out, but in to our hearts one at a time. There's room in here for everyone. Reality TV should be nicer. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. Don't worry, everybody. We We got got this. this. We got this. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned, audience supported.